So though we might want to forge a beautiful body and a healthy lifestyle in 2017, the reality is that we must first forge our mental toughness. This podcast episode is brought to you by Organifi. Now we all know that green juice is good for us, but juicing is a pain. It costs a fortune and it's super time consuming. At least that's my story. Uh, I don't juice. So that's why I opt for Organifi green juice as an alternative because it's super easy, super tasty. It's an organic superfood green juice powder. Just add it to your water and stir it up. It dissolves almost immediately. Drink it and it will help sustain your energy throughout the day. It'll reduce stress over time. And best part is it really tastes good. So check it out to get your micronutrients from a superfood green juice Use Organifi. I think stuff is great. Go to Organifi.com, and these guys are super generous. I know the founder, and they have offered a 20% discount to you on your order. So go to Organifi.com, use the code UNBEATABLE at checkout, and get 20% off your order. And uh, that link is also listed below in the show notes of this episode. Organifi.com. Hoo-yah. Hi, this is Mark Devine with the Unbeatable Mind Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. I know your time is valuable and you've got a lot going on, so never take it for granted. Appreciate it. Today we have no guest and I'll be doing a solo cast because I've got a couple things I wanted to share with you. And uh, one of them is about mental toughness and then I also would like to talk a little bit about nutrition, both of which are on our minds right now as we head into the new year and we get hit with the busyness and uh, the reality that the holidays are behind us and nothing's changed and we still got to put our heads down and focus and get things done. But we head into this with a lot of new hope and we've made some new commitments, right? We call those New Year's commitments or New Year's resolutions. And as you guys know, we're going to ditch most of those soon like a candy wrapper. There's many reasons for that lack of follow-through on those good intentions, but it shouldn't surprise you to hear me say that taking on any new habit requires some mental conditioning, mental toughness, and also that that's a skill that can be trained. So though we might want to forge a beautiful body and a healthy lifestyle in 2017, the reality is that we must first forge our mental toughness. Then those other things that we desire will follow naturally. Now, it's true that mental toughness is cultivated through a tough life, through tough choices and tough experiences. If you ask anyone who's attempting or attempted BUDS or special forces training, you'll note that they've developed toughness along the way, and they've developed the resiliency through the commitment and the preparation that these programs require, and enduring the hardships of that preparation leading up to the program as well as the training itself. All of that develops mental toughness and resiliency. But the good news here is that mental toughness can also be developed voluntarily by accepting tough things into your life, facing those tough things with courage and discipline and commitment. And so as we head into the new year, let's not shy from the tough things. Let's accept and embrace the suck of the challenge so that we can develop our natural tendencies toward mental toughness and resiliency through that. But I'm also going to tell you that mental toughness can be cultivated 
by practicing a few skills every day, in spite of what challenges you may face or that you voluntarily take on. And this might be a more practical approach and certainly less painful than going through buds or climbing Kilimanjaro or whatever that tough challenge is. I submit that practicing these mental skills daily and learning the workings of your mind will ultimately develop that same level of toughness as that Navy SEAL has. After all, mental toughness really comes down to making the right choice at the right time for the right reasons, no matter what's happening to us externally. It's about developing control over your mental and emotional domains, like the ancient Stoic philosophers who encourage us to ignore what's happening outside of us in order to refine our inside. Now, the four key skills in this training, which you've heard me talk about before and which we teach in depth in my Unbeatable Mind Inner Circle and through our SealFit Academies, are breath control, positivity, visualization, and effective goal setting. So I'm just going to touch on these briefly. Controlling your breath, awareness of your breath and control of it, I think is one of the best tools, if not the best tool, to bring initial control over our mind. Breath control brings a present moment awareness. And in that present moment, we're absent or clear of fear of failure or future unknowns. We're just present. And when we practice control of our breathings, our minds begin to focus. And when they focus, we're able to tap into a greater energy. Because a focused energy is more intense than a dispersed energy. Controlling your breath also brings a whole host of physiological benefits. But ultimately, I think the primary benefit is that it begins to allow us to take control of the functionings of our mind. Now that brings us to the second skill. As we get control over our minds and we can focus on the right things and focus on those things for longer periods of time, then we can begin to curate the quality of the thoughts in our mind. And in this regard, we can maintain a positive mindset. So ask yourself, what wolf are you feeding right now? Are you feeding the wolf of fear or courage? Once we have control over that breath and hence our minds, then we can reinforce our positive internal dialogue and feed the courage wolf. I recommend beginning a practice of asking yourself at least 10 times a day, what wolf am I feeding right now? And paying attention to the answer you get or to the sensations and feelings. And you'll know if you're feeding the courage wolf or the fear wolf. And if you're feeding the fear wolf, that's when you need to interdict and redirect your mind to something positive and begin to feed the courage wolf and to curate the quality and the directionality of those thoughts, activating that positive internal dialogue and feeding the courage wolf. Now, if we've got control over our breath and then our mind and we're maintaining a positive mind, we're curating and feeding the courage wolf, then that allows us to bring in the power of visualization, which is a concentration practice in and of itself. And so we begin to first envision a desired future. So envisioning precedes visualization. Envisioning is the skill of winning in your mind before you step foot into the battlefield. Envisioning involves developing your imagination and then imagining a more complete or a more desired future for yourself. 
And then visualization is the act of practicing the becoming and the skills of that future every day. So now we've talked about breath control, positivity, and visualization. And all of this is important in that it allows us to maintain a concentrated and focused mind. But the question is, what are we focused on? And this is where effective goal setting comes in. We want to set goals that are aligned with a purpose. So as you head into 2017, these goals that you've set or these commitments that you've made or resolutions, if they're not aligned with your overall purpose in life or connected to your ethos and you're not willing to stand your ground, then you're not going to succeed in them. So your goals need to be connected to that ethos, that passion, purpose, and those principles that you use or you live by that define your character so you know where you stand in life. So if we, if we commit to a resolution that has no connection to our ethos, when the newness wears off and we can't answer the question, why am I doing this, then that's when you're going to quit. Your goal should endure the challenges so that when the going gets tough, when quitting sounds like an option, you can persevere easily because your major driving aim in life is in the line of fire. So practicing these four skills daily will help you develop the mental toughness of an elite warrior. And as you practice these skills, those big challenges I alluded to earlier become easier and easier to take on and to accomplish, which further refines your mental toughness through their test. And in this way, you develop a virtuous upward spiral of development of mental and emotional resiliency. With this approach, those New Year's resolutions are going to be easy to stick to once that commitment is made. I only publicly support companies and products that I personally use and have found valuable. So I wanted to tell you about Qualia. Now, I'm not a supplement geek. I don't find them useful if I'm fueling properly. But when it comes to my cognitive strength and brain health, I am excited about the emerging industry of nootropic supplements. I've been testing Qualia designed by my friends at the Neurohacker Collective for several months now, and it's on the bleeding edge of nootropic research and has become the one supplement that I won't go without on a daily basis. Qualia stimulates what's called broad-spectrum cognitive enhancement, which involves optimizing multiple cognitive variables simultaneously rather than focusing on a single variable. For example, it brings me greater ability to focus and makes me feel more connected while not diminishing my overall awareness of the environment. I experience a systematic enhancement of my brain's ability to take in and process information without any stimulating effect, which would make me feel agitated like caffeine or depleted after the effect wears off. Now for a busy entrepreneur and athlete like me, it's a no-brainer to invest in my brain health with Qualia. You can get on the Qualia bandwagon with me by visiting neurohacker.com that's N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R.com and use the code UNBEATABLEMIND15R. That's UNBEATABLEMIND15R to get 15% off the life of your order. Trust me on this one. You won't be disappointed with Qualia. Now, one of the commitments that many people make come the new year is around dieting nutrition. And we even have a challenge at SealFit called the Six Weeks to Cleaner Eating Challenge. 
I encourage you to check it out at sealfit.com. So let's talk about nutrition. Consider the following sad state of nutritional health in America alone. 34% of Americans are obese. Two-thirds are overweight. This is about a 200% increase from 1970. Over 8% of Americans are diabetic. And if you included those undiagnosed, an additional 26% are pre-diabetic. That's a 400% increase since 1970. And diabetes is a leading cause of stroke and blindness and kidney failure. Good Lord. According to McKinsey and Company, reducing the U.S. obesity rate to 15%, which is the 1970 rate, would save $150 billion a year in Medicare spending and close to $500 billion a year in overall U.S. healthcare spending. There's estimates that by 2030, 50% of Americans will be obese and 79% overweight. And the U.S. spends over $2.7 trillion per year on healthcare, nearly 19% of our GDP. Good Lord. What's going on here? Wander the rows of the modern supermarket and it starts to make more sense. Most of that food jammed onto our shelves. And in the largest supermarkets, there's over 43,000 items masquerading as food. Most of them are designed in a lab for unnaturally long shelf lives and to stimulate craving and addiction. And they must be cheap to produce. As my buddy Rob Wolf will tell you, a key target in industrial food making is something called hyperpalatability, which means to produce foods that are processed to trip pleasure circuits in our brain and that drive you into shoving more and more of it into your mouth. In a New York Times Magazine article on the modern science of food processing, a journalist who wrote the article handed a food scientist two bags of store-bought food to study and to talk about. In the article, this is quoted, he said, he zeroed right in on the Cheetos. This is one of the most marvelously constructed foods on the planet. The guy's name was Witherly, the scientist. In terms of pure pleasure, and he ticked off a dozen attributes of Cheetos that make the brain say, I want more. The one he focused on most was the puff's uncanny ability to melt in the mouth. It's called vanishing caloric density. If something melts down quickly, your brain thinks there's no calories in it. You could just keep eating it forever. Wrong. Now, I'm sure you realize the cost of poor nutrition just begin with fat. There's a vicious circle in regards to what's wrong with these foods and what the wrong foods will do to us. Sure, there's weight gain, but then there's stress levels, and the quality and quantity of the sleep that you get, chronic inflammation, autoimmune disease, low energy levels, mood disorders, and depression. Even the most highly motivated person in the world, if you eat like crap on a consistent basis, can't turn the tide back when it comes to physical and mental performance, if you eat like this, eventually it's going to suck the life out of your work capacity and your ability to achieve your worthy mission. So you've got to know your enemy. Now, having trained many thousands of athletes and warriors and executives and stay-at-home moms in mental and physical toughness, I've come to believe that how we fuel our body-mind system is utterly crucial to sustaining a high-level performance over time. So the building blocks have got to be solid for our foundation of our system to be solid. But the main enemy to effective fueling is not those evil mega corporations or the supermarkets or the government's sad dietary guidelines, 
but it's our own lack of self-awareness of how foods affect our mood and balance. In the Six Weeks to Cleaner Eating program, what we do is help gain or regain that critical awareness by singling out one food or one fuel source at a time to isolate and to compare how you feel when you isolate that physically, mentally, and emotionally, each of which is a key building block for top performance. So the first step here is to understand what the enemy is, and the enemy is you. You have to know what you're up against. Why are you in the dark about proper fueling for performance? Developing a sound and sustainable approach to fueling has been a challenge because of three primary aspects of our modern world that work against us. I've already alluded to one. First, we've got an infrastructure problem. It's not knowing what's right to eat that's tough. I'm sure you already have a pretty good idea of that. Rather, it's the problem with the infrastructure around us and not just the supermarkets. Think about the last meeting in the conference room at work where you had the plate of donuts in the middle of the table. Or about the In-N-Out Burger or other yummy fast food, which is right there for you when you're hustling between appointments or at the airline terminal. And what about the other lame options you find at the dorm cafeteria or lunchroom or in our grade schools? And what about your own home? Are your cupboards bursting with fruit roll-ups or cereal or freezer pizza or juice or soda? So the problem also is essentially what's available to us, where and how we get our food. The second challenge is that is our own internal wiring, like my friend Rob Wolf talks about in his new book. In addition to changing or modifying those externals in the infrastructure world, we also have to rework the way we respond to emotional triggers with food. Put simply, to develop the skills and habits of mental and emotional control. Just thinking you're going to succeed by embarking on yet another fad diet is a march toward defeat. But developing deep awareness by noticing how good you feel when you eliminate something you've had in excess and then add it back, now that's going to lead you to victory. And conversely, notice how bad you feel when you eat a sugar-laden donut and how it leads you to fatigue and insulin hunger. And then the third challenge is the complexity of the conversation around nutrition, which makes it so daunting and exhausting. No doubt our culture likes to segment, differentiate, and reduce the simpler things into the most complex formulas. Nutrition is no different. But I think you can step back from the latest newsletter or zone or paleo book and the countless blogs and websites and just use your innate intelligence to guide you. Innately, your body-mind system wants simple, wholesome, and natural food. It wants these foods in less quantity than you're told externally is necessarily, or maybe you've been trained to eat. And it wants these food types when it's hungry for fuel, not when someone rings a bell for lunch or dinner necessarily. And your body-mind system wants to take a break once in a while and fast for a bit to let your system rebalance. So I encourage you to use the SEAL maxim of keep it simple, Sally, and demystify nutrition. Get back to the basics. Crawl, walk, run. Eliminate a bad fuel source once a week over six weeks. Check out the six weeks to cleaner eating diet that we have at SEALFIT. That'll help you out. Get on this path. Just eliminate the things that are unhealthy and see how you feel. And then when your body rebalances, you can add them back in smaller quantities. And through this process, maintain deep awareness and learn something about yourself. After all, what do you have to lose besides some weight? 
So unfriendly infrastructure, internal wiring, and the complexity minefield. Those are your enemies. Don't underestimate them. So you've got the tools in your hand with the big four skills of breath control and positivity and visualization and goals, proper effective goals, to win the health battle in 2017. You've got the tools in your hand and you've got the willpower to fight and just put them into practice and stay with it day in and day out, developing the courage and the confidence of a warrior. Hope to see you in training soon and good luck achieving your New Year's resolutions. Hoo-yah. Coach Devine out.